Welcome to As I Live and Grieve, a podcast that tells the truth about how hard this is. We're glad you joined us today. We know how hard it is to lose someone you love and how well-intentioned friends and family try so hard to comfort us. We created this podcast to provide you with comfort, knowledge, and support. We are grief advocates, not professionals, not licensed therapists. We are you. Today we are speaking again with Ada Mae Brown. Ada has been a professional psychic medium for over a decade and a half, working with individuals both in the United States and abroad. Having been highly intuitive all of her life, it wasn't until her mid-30s that one of those little life-altering moments happened, and she realized what her abilities were. This discovery started her quest in learning and studying as much as possible about this intuitive world we all live in, whether we know it or not. Now, 20 years later, in nearly a decade and a half of being a professional psychic medium, Ada is still impassioned and inspired to help others understand spirit communication, intuition, metaphysical events, and more. You can contact Ada through her email, adamay at naturallistening.com, or her website, naturallistening.com. everyone, and welcome back to another episode of As I Live in Grief. We have a repeat guest today, and I always love it when our guests come back because I already know them. They were part of my network, and I usually will take something from our first conversation and carry it over. Today's no different. Our guest today is Ada Brown, our psychic medium. If you didn't catch her previous episode, grab a listen and join us for this one. Ada, welcome. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. I hope you all are having a great day. Oh, I hope they are, too. Today, we're going to talk about a variety of things having to do with mediumship, readings, things like that. But before we get started, can you give just a little snippet of your background for our listeners who may not have caught your previous episode? Well, um, I'll add to the previous and and go with what we had there. I'm a psychic medium, and that means I have both the ability to read or sense energy on a psychic realm, as well as that of the world of spirit. Now, I'm a spirit-trained psychic medium for the most part. And the one of the interesting points is this was not on the program for me. I was training to be a biologist many years ago. So for me, there's an amount of skepticism, even with all the work that I've done over the past almost two decades. I want to see it, understand it, get into the middle of it, if it's a subject in this realm that I'm not familiar with. Um, I take it apart and see how it ticks. But I'm a psychic medium, which means there is the ability to sense energy in your personal life or someone's personal life. And then there's also the ability to, to meet and communicate with those in the world of spirit. And that goes with people who have passed over, spirit guides, angels, but predominantly it is those on the other side who have been your loved ones, your companions, your friends. And it also, it's not limited to human beings. I also work with animals in spirit too. Mm. Okay. Thank you so much. Ada, you mentioned about you can sense things in someone's personal life. 
And I know from our previous recording with you that you can do some of these sessions through um, like Zoom, kind of like we're sitting here mm -hmm. today. Right. How do you do that? How do you sense something in someone's personal life when you're not right next to them, touching them or anything, feeling maybe the energy or vibration directly from them? Great question. Well, this is an interesting point. That's really an awesome question. And it's really a great point. Those of us that are true psychic mediums, okay, or true psychics, you don't have to be in the same room because okay. energy from us is an easy connect for those of us that are doing this work. It does not have a barrier. This kind of energy does not have any kind of real barrier for us. It goes through time and space, miraculously so. And one of the things that is very fascinating, and again, the science side of geek coming out here, if you were to listen to Dr. Greg Braden and some of his material regarding particles and how particles they were using all this fancy equipment, millions of dollars of equipment, and they expected these particles to behave differently. And they were a half a mile, a mile and a half away. And the scientists are in one room and they're watching these go through these fancy tubes and all of the rest of it. And the particles, when they separated them, actually mimicked each other. It was one of the best tools to see that what I do or what someone else does in the psychic and mediumship world is we're able to read that energy because it doesn't have a barrier and it's all connected. And we know that it's all connected because of some of these experiments, but it is barrier less, mm -hmm. just like prayer. You can pray for before, during and after, and it will still hit the target. Prayer is another energy form that has no barriers. It can move through time and space, forward, backward, or right in situ. And how much time do you have to spend with someone before you can begin to pick up on that energy? You don't have to know them personally. Oh, no, I don't have to have any time at all. I call it turning on my antenna. Okay. And it's when, once I turn on my antenna, it's, it's not a, it's not literally I'm reaching behind my neck and going click, click, click. <laughs> that's not it. No, not, not, not lifting up my hair and going click, click. No, it's yeah. nothing like that. It's, it's a method within myself because, and, and especially for those of you that are training and you want to be psychic all the time, don't go there. You want to be able to turn it down. It never turned off, but right. you want to be able to turn it down so that you can have a regular life because right. otherwise you're going to be bombarded and overwhelmed. But right, I turn yeah. on this antenna and the information starts to flow. Now I do do a self-check. If I'm doing the mediumship or the psychic, or I'm doing a, a, a clearing, an energy clearing for someone, I always do a check to make sure that I'm in that zone. Now, one of the things that with mediumship, especially, I have rules. People in spirit cannot contact me before I've had a shower or my cup of tea in the morning because they used to do that. They used to do it. Do they listen to you? They don't have a choice if they want the no. reading. They know they got to go <laughs> be good. Right. All right. But yes, they listen. And, and it, it's an interesting facet of this, but they can want to jump the gun because for them, time and space doesn't really exist. 
And if anybody knows a psychic medium and they bounce around with their word, with their words or where they're at in something, it's because that is a lingering part of what we do. All of a sudden, we'll be doing a session, try to come back to the real world. And for some of us, like myself, it does take a while. And you, you're in two worlds. You literally are. When you t- when I turn on my antenna, I'm in the physical world here, but I'm listening to spirit. And it's the vibration from them is so much faster and you have to come down out of it. That's another point. Hmm. Okay. So you're not reading the person's mind. You're reading energy within them or emanating mm-hmm. from them or all of it. Energy. Well, I'm not reading their mind. Thank God. Um, I don't want to go there. Don't want to open it up. Don't want to look. No, just don't go there. Okay. Um, but, <laughs> but what I do is I tether onto or I sense the energy generally around them. Okay. And then for me personally, and I'm not off, I'm not always conscious of this facet of it because, like I said before, it starts to go very fast. Okay. And it points me into, into a direction where I'm seeing, hearing, and feeling all of those things together. It's sort of a, it's clear cognizance for before, during, and after. Okay. But all those things coming together, the seeing, the hearing, and the feeling, sensing, however you want to say it. And it puts me into kind of a line. Sometimes I will sense three or four facets or potentialities. And I try to focus on the strongest one. And that's because, number one, we have our own life lessons to live. And if we have a strong life lesson coming up, it could be divorce. It could be someone's recently passed away. It could be something about education or something of that nature. Any of those can be very life-changing and life choice moments that can direct us in different ways. And it sometimes to me looks like a book too, where they're on this page. And if they go on this page, we go forward. But if they skip a few, we've got troubles. It's a different way of perceiving. Okay. But it's an integration of all of my abilities, like it is for most psychics and mediums, to sense the energy around the person and the direction it's going. And it can be multiple. It can be one singular one. And here's a caveat. When I first started doing this professionally and before when I was practicing with friends and learning how things work, I could work with energy for someone for two to three to five years. And I would be about 90% accurate because of, and everybody listening to this will know in deep in, in themselves that there has been, we're going to call it craziness. Okay. I don't care what side anybody's on for anything. I don't give a rat's backside on views, vantage points, or whatever. The energy overall has been more agitated. And it's now for many people that do this work, much more difficult for us to pinpoint anything more than six months to a year. And right now I'm sticking with six months because everybody seems to be making a myriad of changes quicker than ever before. Mm -hmm. And okay, just like, okay, we all know when COVID started, many of us, some, the summer before, most of us, the fall, the autumn that it started, because we now know that it really did start in the autumn 
of 2019. Right. Okay. We felt something was coming. Even some of the best couldn't say exactly what it was. They just felt that it was something large. It was going to hit everybody. Mm -hmm. It was going to be a worldwide thing and we needed to brace. Now, some people had a fear energy and that went into various things. Other people had a let's wait and see. And then other people just went straight into a kind of a prayer mode. But we couldn't. This is a life lesson for all of us is my interpretation. And when I felt those energies from this period, it looked to me like three tree trunks at first. One big one, one medium one, and a tiny one off to the side. Now, going into, say, April of that year, April of 2020, it was then two two tree trunks. And that's all I could see was we were going to be two tree trunks, which to me was two ways of going. Okay. And I think in all honesty, and some people would say we haven't. And again, I don't care what side people are on. I don't want ugly emails, but we have dodged the big tree trunk. We really have. I don't know what it meant a hundred percent when I get something like that. As long as I know, I feel that kind of relief when I look at it again later, I know we've dodged something. That's all it is. Okay. All right, let's move on from the tree trunks because that could just elicit a whole bunch of (laughs) (laughs) thoughts and everything. Now, when someone decides they want a reading, Uh and I mean, they could have and probably would have their own personal reason. Maybe it's because their life hasn't been going the right way. They don't know what to do. They can't make a decision. Or maybe it's that they want some closure with a loved one who has died. So do they come to you and tell you the reason? Do they come to you with questions or do they just say, I want a reading? All of the above. All of the above. Okay. All of the above. It varies just like we have different personalities and different things. Um, Again, if you haven't listened to last session, one Mm -hmm. of my rules for a bereavement is minimum three months, usually minimum six, because that way you're doing the work. You're going through the grief. Right. And that's because both those in spirit, as well as myself, don't want you using mediumship as a crutch to go through what you've got to. And you're not ever healing. This is a misconception, at least in my perspective. You are adjusting to a new normal. You're going to hurt. It's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. I've had many, unfortunately, like so, like all of us do, okay. times where loved ones have passed away, like my late husband, you know, my brothers, I have one brother left out of five, parents, siblings, fur people. It, it's mm-hmm. different each time. It's like a okay. thumbprint or a fingerprint. Right. And you need to be able to go through those times for mediumship okay. to get the best out of the session so that you can work with your two feet and move forward. If you have an issue with needing closure, needing closure, you, you, mom and dad, husband, wife, brother, sister, you've, you want it. So often I I have people that say, I just want to know they're there. Right. That that wasn't it. Right. Right. And we can have laughing times. We can have crying times. It's, it's all good, Mm -hmm. but, They've done the work. You have to do some of the work before you can see. um, All right. And once you've done a reading for someone, I'm sorry, once you've done a reading for someone, so you've kind of established 
a connection of sorts with that person. And whoever you have heard from on the other side, I'm sorry, I don't really know what to call it mm-hmm. in the spirit world, maybe. Does it ever I call happen? spirit folks. Okay. Does it ever happen that uh, you may be driving down the road one afternoon and a spirit folk that you have heard from before comes back to you and says, I really have to talk to the person you did the reading with? Does it ever come from the other side is my question. What happens in that situation if I do sense that there's something more that they have to say? I will tell, and it's, let's just say it's not in the last 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. If, if it's where we've had to cut off due to time or something like okay. that, I will send yeah. them an email and say, these are the, let's just say they've got an appointment at, at five o'clock and we're scheduled for three thirty, and it goes over okay. and the person in spirit isn't done. Well, they have to go. They've got an appointment. It's 15 minute drive. I just pop mm-hmm. them an email and I, and I tell them, let's get this clear. I send them an email or a text message, whatever. And I say, that's the last bit that they wanted you to know. If it's three or okay. four days later, there's no, there's not a connection. They won't do that. And okay. another one of my personal rules is if someone in spirit comes to me and I've had this happen, I will say to them, you get it to work. It's not my job to contact them. It's their job okay. to contact me. So, or it's your job to get them to contact me. All right. That's a vital okay. thing. I won't, I don't do that. I don't do the, the work of trying to get the connection together. It's up. Okay. I leave that to spirit. All right. That, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, that, and that was a curiosity on my part. Now I know because I believe I have observed signs from people I love that have died. There'll be different times mm-hmm. in my life that all of a sudden I'll think, Oh, okay. I get it. And it will be a sign. And I think Stephanie has experienced the same, mm-hmm. whether it's a cardinal mm-hmm. that suddenly comes to the feeder on her window. Mm-hmm. And for us, cardinals always is a sign of my mother. Mm-hmm. Cardinal was her favorite bird. I know cardinals for a lot of people yeah. are signs of someone who has died. For me, it might be a coin. It might just be a quote that I happen to see on Facebook. And I'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's a message, maybe from Tom, maybe from my father, who knows. But having said all that, do you find that people that you have done readings for, are they generally more receptive to those signs in their lives once that connection has been made that maybe if they were a bit skeptical, now they believe in it? Does that make them a little more, I guess, give them an enhanced sense of that connection where they might hear or sense their person connecting with yes. them? Yes. I mean, does that make, does that make it's sense? my experience. And even with myself, again, I started out in, in life doing biology and computers and things like that. This was a big no-no when I was growing up. My, my abilities were a big no-no. So I had to relearn all of this and become open to it. And it takes some brave steps for anyone out there to work through their belief system Mm -hmm. with or after a grieving process to get a reading from someone like myself. It's a very brave series of steps because we're closed in our culture overall. 
we're closed off to this. It's not quote unquote scientific. Right. Well, everything that's published is not everything that's out there. Let me tell you folks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and the other thing is there's also religious dogmatic belief that we also have to work through because contextually some things have been skewed over the centuries. Okay. But we, when we're open to a reading, usually we're open to signs and it can be one after it can be a reading first and then signs, or it can be signs first and then a reading. Okay. With all of that said, don't push for signs. Be open to the way they send them. Okay. Here's a great one. Here's a, here's a fun one. I had a lady. She was really upset. Her husband had not sent her signs. She was bad. She was expecting butterflies and hummingbirds and bumblebees and frilly little things here. Her husband was a carpenter and electrician. Okay. Her husband was a very good carpenter and electrician. So much so that in the spirit world, he made her take every one of her lamps and have three electricians come to the house to find the problems. He was actually disconnecting her lamps and playing with the electricity from almost the day he died. She got a reading from me and he kept showing me the lamps flickering, the electricity and the wires. And he knew I I understood wiring and things like that. And she said, well, why didn't he send it the other way? I said, because he's in a, a carpenter and electrician. He's trying to let you know it's really him. If mm-hmm. he'd sent you an electric bumblebee, would you have known it? <laughs> no. This is his way of communicating. Right. She goes, right. oh. And she said, I spent $2,000 on electricians for nothing. And that's when he started laughing. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> okay. Last time we talked, and again, in today's session so far, you have mentioned spirits and angels. And I think last time you mentioned spirit guides. I know you told us the difference before, but I'm still confused. Can you tell me the difference between spirit guides and angels? Okay. Now, all of them can guide you. Okay. Okay. So the big, the big part of this is all of them can and will guide you. Now, your angels will also just like say mom or dad or someone that you were close to growing up will also try to protect you. You'll hear people say somebody was really protecting me that car accident I walked away from, or I just barely missed getting hit at the intersection. Somebody negated the red light. Now spirit guides, they do not have to be someone whom you knew in this life. They can be someone who is in your spirit family. Okay. They can be someone whom you know. You can even call in certain folks that you think would be really help, good helpers or advisors to keep you from fouling things up, which I have done. Everybody screws stuff up, period, fouls mm-hmm. things up. <laughs> but they can be people like the late wonderful Dr. Dyer or Louise Hay or someone that you knew in the family that was really good at um, painting or anything like that, but don't call in people in that, you know, that we're not good at certain things and just think that they've gotten the higher education from above a, they have in a way, but B they're still going to have their personality contacting you. Okay. But spirit guides are in general, those that have been in life. Okay. They are people 
either in your earth family or people in your spirit family, which is a broader thing. And they do work to tell you things that, and sometimes it's with a sledgehammer from the spirit world that I'm not kidding. If you don't listen to the (laughs) whispers, you're going to hear the clunk, clunk, clunk on your widow head. Sometimes it just works that way. And been there, done that. I've got the toaster oven to prove it on that one. So (laughs) it's like, don't go there. Don't. I can hear them yelling. One time I could, I could, they were really strong. And and, um, I didn't listen. I was a bad girl and I didn't listen. And it caused all numbers of shite, but (laughs) we all do it. We all do it. Okay. And I've gotten better at listening. Um, Uh Then your angels, your angels are beings that have not had human form. Okay. They are, you've always got one guardian angel that's with you from the minute you're born until the minute you cross over. Okay. They're Mm -hmm. always there. You cannot fire them. You cannot do anything, but keep them with you and talk to them. And, um, they have the ability to help you from a different vantage point because they've not had to go through the human. I'm going to call it the human thing. Okay. Okay. They can see things sometimes more clearly than our guides do. And they work together. They work as a team. There's no, well, I'm an angel and you're a guide kind of thing that, that doesn't exist. Right. Call on them. You can call on them, your angels, and they prefer you to call on them often. That way there's an open line of communication and you feel it more and more and more. The same with your guides. And here's a side note for everybody. Some years ago, it became a fad in the spiritual world that we had to know the names of our guides and our angels. And I had a lot of calls on this. It wasn't until about eight years ago that I knew the names of mine. I just knew they were there and that's all I cared about. It, you don't have to have their names. It is not going to be offensive to them if you call somebody Paul and their name was Jim. Okay. It's not that way. You do not have to learn Latin to communicate with them. You don't have to start in with any kind of formal format. It can be as simple as, oh crap, help. And they're there. So they're always there, always listening. Always there, always listening. Now take that one on board and play with it for a few minutes. Oh, hmm. dear. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over that one for a while. I have a quick question for you because you talk about these guardian angels and things like that. And I, it was interesting last time when we talked about it and you said that they aren't necessarily someone that you may know. And I've always mm-hmm. felt that not just me, but our family in general, we've always had a guardian angel. Yeah looking out for us. We've, I've always yeah. felt strongly about that. But so me feeling strongly about that, I guess it makes me consider or wonder being a medium is something that you're born with, right? It's not something that can be taught. I mean, from, I realize that when someone realizes they have a special quality, like you did when you were younger, you can be taught to hone in on those skills, but you can't just take like a person off the street and teach them how to communicate with spirits. Can you? Not really. Okay. If we look at it like you're okay. Most of us have either known or seen band kids. Okay. We've either been a band kid, known somebody that brothers, sisters, whatever. And the, I'll, I'll liken it. My favorite one is my one, 
two of my daughters played the clarinet. Okay. I did too. Now you have clarinet <laughs> playing. You have clarinet playing like Benny Goodman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those yep. of you that don't know Benny Goodman, please go to Google and check out <laughs> Benny Goodman. Okay. I'm showing my age, peoples. Anyway, <laughs> so with your abilities, it comes, everybody's intuitive. Everybody has abilities, but it comes in varying styles. And just like Benny Goodman and band kids learned how to play, and there were some squeakers in there. And as a matter of fact, my, one of my favorite things was my daughter, my oldest one was pl- learning her clarinet and it yep. was back there in her back bedroom. Our basset hound was there. And every time she hit a really good <laughs> clinker, he put his nose in the bell of her clarinet and would go, Burr. <laughs> well, it's kind of the same way with our intuition. Okay. Mm-hmm. We, there's a feeling when you know that you know that you know. Now, Stephanie, you said that you have angels that you feel that you've known. They're part of the family. Yeah. Earlier, I mentioned we have an earth family, okay? Mm-hmm. And then we have a spirit family, which is much bigger and broader. It's a bunch of souls mm-hmm. that we are born into families in the physical, but not all at the same time. And really and truly, sometimes, and this is another one we get to wrap our heads around and go, okay, that's a, that's a perk moment. We got to perk on that one for a while. Somebody that we really don't like just automatically, probably we've had a past life with and they're Mm -hmm. there to remind us of something that we messed up on. Okay. Mm. Or they're taking a look at or a vantage point this time around and trying to help us get a point to help us understand and to realize and be a spiritual change agent for us. Mm -hmm. Because unfortunately, a lot of us don't learn the easy way. It's not like we're following the carrot. Usually we have to have the right. sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. Or we don't always learn the first, second, or third time either. It takes a fourth. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like playing croquet with a mallet on the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why carrots come in bunches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But you're, you're feeling that your angels are somebody that are in the family. That's probably mm-hmm. the spirit family, not just the physical grandma, grandpa, uh, great uncle Joe, great aunt Jane, that sort of thing. Right. It's probably right. in the spirit family. And there are spirit, well, I call them spirit families. It's, the, it's a way I look at it. And spirit mm-hmm. families, some of us are here on the earth realm during this time or during whatever time. Some come before, some come after. We, we, we have, um, ongoing motion and that sort of thing. And for those of you that going, well, why are we talking now about birth, rebirth and, and this sort of thing? It goes hand in hand. Yeah. Okay. Um, and again, biology brain, me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how spirit works. I had to be shown in two different ways that there was this probability. I won't say it's a definite because I, ha- I don't remember doing it. I do have past life memories and things, but it's, I can't walk you through everything. So it's up to people to make their minds up about this. But for me personally, it was a staged, a step-by-step process. They literally, those in spirit have put me through a step-by-step process to understand and learn things. 
because you can't grab it all at once. It's too right. much. And mm-hmm. would it be likely that my spirit family and Stephanie's would be connected as well? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you may have felt that other people, you're, you were just drawn to them for some reason. They were just, you knew each other. Hmm. That's a part of your spirit family. Okay. They may be not related to you at all in this life. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's part of your spirit family. And you just sort of had that little meeting and just, ah, okay. that's it. Um, with those in, those in the spirit world, okay, with those in the spirit world, their communication to us can also be through things people say that we're close to. And here's a really good example. The other day I learned that one of my neighbors, her, her mother passed away all of a sudden, just gone in two days. And she's very hard hit because they were like two peas in a pod. Well, I, she's my neighbor. I don't really know her. I wave, I smile, I talk to the dog. We're good. Other than that, both of us are extremely busy. She has grandchildren. I have work, all of this stuff. And we've never really gotten to sit down and just chill and have a good talk. But I go over and I tell her, you know, I hope she's doing as well as she can. Let me know if there's something in this world. I don't care if it's taking the trash out or chopping some vegetables. Let me know what I can do to help. I'm not offering my service as a medium. She doesn't even know I'm a medium. I'm not going to go there. That's not my job. Okay. But I ask her if there's anything I can do to help. Mm -hmm. And she says, no. Then we start talking and I said, you know, I hope your mom can give you some signs. And she said, where'd you say that? Because she sent me a cardinal. You were talking about cardinals earlier. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And she sent her, her mom sent her a cardinal like the day after she died as they're preparing for the funeral arrangements mm. and things. And then I tell her about, you know, how I felt weird when Michael passed away. And we discussed that first Monday. Now he's been in bed for almost a year with, uh, with cancer. Okay. Mm. With, with, um, colon cancer. And he's been in the bed pretty much most of a year. My brain slipped. And for those of you in the active grief process, don't think you're going crazy. It's normal. The brain will slip a gear. It's okay. And I looked at my phone and I said, it's 10 o'clock. And I told her this. I said, that Monday, I looked at my phone. It was 10 o'clock. And I said, where is he? He and a business associate, Peter, normally call me by now. And then I went, huh? And she said, you know, my mama used to call me at 10 o'clock. Well, guess whose mother was giving her a sign through this little red-haired woman? (laughs) Bingo. And it can happen through a medium or just somebody that you know. They'll get that little in and that will make them Mm -hmm. the person that they love feel better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you're not just thinking you heard it. It happens. Yeah. My goodness. Guess what I have to say. Our time is running out again. I, you know, <laughs> Ada, I could talk to you. I could listen to you all day long, honestly. So well, we need you. to wrap it up. That's sweet of you. Before we do, I'm going to, again, give you just some time to speak directly to our listeners uh, and tell them anything you would like to tell them. Well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Everybody out there that hears my voice, and Kathy's and Stephanie's. I know you feel alone in your grief process and it is individual to you, but you're not alone. They are with you. And when you feel them, they're thinking of you. 
I've been working as a professional psychic medium for almost 15 years, and I've been like this my whole life. Don't think that you've got to have all the answers immediately. Give yourself some time to go through the process. And remember, when you're listening and they're listening, they're listening from love, okay? You can reach me, if you want, by my website, which is www. I guess we don't have to put that now. It's naturallistening.com. Okay. Again, you can put my name down, Ada Mae Brown, naturallistening.com, and it'll come up on Google or Ada Mae Brown and Psychic Medium. Just know that they're thinking of you too. It's an adjustment for them as well. Okay. Now I'm going to wish everybody many blessings and please take care of yourself. That's an important part too. Thank you, Ada. As always, this has been fascinating conversation. And I don't know, just something's telling me we may have to have you back again because, <laughs> you know, there's just more and more, I, you know, and I don't know, I, I'm even tempted. I don't know if it's possible or if it's even suggested to just have you do a reading for me as a podcast, but I don't know. We'll have to think about that and talk about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. She just made me cry from her ending. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, dear. <laughs> I know. It, it was beautiful. I, I had yeah, to resist the urge was. myself to wipe my eyes. But, you know, through the whole thing, listeners, once again, what Ada said is exactly right. You may hear our voices if you download our podcast. And you might be in the car on the way to work, from work, on the way to pick up your kids or deliver them to soccer games or dance classes or whatever. Stephanie and I are grieving every single day right along with you, regardless of how much time has passed since someone we love has died. So don't ever doubt it for a minute. And if you just sense someone else's presence, you know, maybe it's us thinking of you as I frequently do during the week. What Ada said about self-care, we remind you every session to take care of yourself, because truly, that is very, very important. You must take care of yourself. So for today, we'll have to say goodbye. Thanks for listening in. And we'll talk to you again next week as we all continue to live in grief. Thank you so much for listening with us today. Do you have a topic that you'd like us to cover? Or do you have a question from one of our episodes? please email us at info at asiliveandgrieve.com and let us know. We hope you will find a moment to leave a review, send an email, and share with others. Join us next time as we continue to live and grieve together.